Stacy, welcome to the show. Kenford, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really excited for this one because Stacy and I have known each other online for I don't know how many months now. It's been a while. It feels I mean, like the program been... started a year and a half ago, or a year and like four months ago. Were you at the? Were you there at the very start? Yeah, I joined June or July of last year. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, it's been a year and four months. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, I've interacted with her online. This is the first time I've talked to her over camera, you know, one-on-one. I'm curious, the, the, the episode is going to be about her ayahuasca trip and the, the tremendous impact, lessons, downloads, et cetera, that she got from that. But I'm just curious from Kenford to Stacy. You know how you, when you think of everything, you know, in a spiritual context, you think of your life and you just see, wow, all the pieces fit together so perfectly. These dominoes and these key events, you know, they all made so much sense. Could you provide, where did Stacy come from? How'd she get to this work? And what led her to be called to ayahuasca? Yeah. I think it's true when they say ayahuasca actually calls you. I was definitely called to it. You know, my spiritual journey began over two years ago. I was extremely depressed. In this incarnation, I am operating as a physician assistant. That is my day job in allopathic medicine. And I was running clinics on my own and managing it on my own. And I just felt like, okay, I should, the next step is to be an MD. The next step is to go into medicine, apply for medical school and actually run and own these practices. And everything I had ever wanted to do in my life, it happened very easily. I knew that from the start, like every time I had some impression from God or some kind of inspiration to do something, it always happened without any, any difficulty. It was always with ease. So when this came to me, I said, okay, I'm going to get into med school. I'm going to take the MCAT. I'm going to do it. You know, we'll make it work. And then every door closed. It was all rejection. It was all no. And I was absolutely very, very floored and very confused because I was just like, well, what am I supposed to do with my life now? Because I was always searching for the next thing to feel fulfilled. And so I'm so thankful that that door closed because it brought me down to the biggest depression I've ever experienced. And they say, you know, when suffering comes, grace, grace comes even stronger. And I then had to figure out who I am. And then the path of spirituality developed. Certain books came to my lap, certain interviews and videos and articles. And I just put my head down in the ground and read and read and read everything I could, began to meditate, learned how to meditate, found out what spirit was, found out what I was. Mind you, I was a, I was born and raised in the seven-day Adventist religion. So I'm a pastor's kid. I know religion. I, I think I know God, but I really didn't. And so this whole new world opened up to me and I was just like, what is this? What is going on? And then you get to the point where you're like, okay, now take me out. I want to go. I don't want to stay here anymore. And you go through the whole process of the ups and downs of learning who you are. And then I got to a point where I was just like, okay, I think I'm ready for ayahuasca. 
I was going through different plants. They, they say to do certain plants before. So in February, in February, I did combo and hape, also known as rape. And so combo is one of those poisonous plant medicines that they do in ceremonies. And so it is a waxy substance taken from the skin of an Amazonian tree frog. And they use that to burn into your, your skin. So this was the most recent one. Mm-hmm. So it's three dots. It's, it's now almost healed. But my first one in February was five dots on my ankle. And it took five or six for me to actually feel the poisonous effect. And so doing that, it causes purging of toxic substances in your body. It causes you to vomit. It causes you to have crazy diarrhea. But you're going through this whole experience with a shaman. They did it in my in my house, actually. She came and did a personal, a personal ceremony for me. And mm-hmm. you're just purging, you're purging, and you're going through these different spiritual experiences. And it lasted about 30, 45 minutes. And afterwards, I had so much peace. I had tremendous peace. And I just felt so calm and so aware and so present. And then she said, okay, you can do this. Now you can move into Bufo or Ayahuasca. And so, you know, after a few months, I said, okay, I'm ready to do ayahuasca. I wanted to do it for my birthday, but it ended up not working out that way. So I ended up doing it in July. And I found this group of shaman from our spiritual group, actually, from 4D University. It was a recommendation from someone, one of the members. And it's this husband and wife. They are they are incredible. And so it's up in Idlewild in California, up in the mountains. And they say, so the procedure would be you do combo again in the morning, and then you do several different little things, and then you do ayahuasca in the evening, which lasts until the morning, and in the morning you can then do bufo. And so they gave you the option. They said, if you want to do ayahuasca straight, you can do that. They recommended combo before, and because I had already done combo, I was pretty much available to do that again. The thing is, you have to have a very strict diet for a week before. What I ended up doing, I did juicing and fruits only. And that is very critical. The fact that I did juicing and fruits only really prepared my body and it made the purging at the lowest minimal level ever. So when we got up to the mountain, I then I did combo that morning. It wasn't a lot of purging and they were actually surprised. I did very good. I felt great. I didn't have a lot of purging, I think, because I was already so clean with my diet. And then a few hours later, we all got in this huge circle. It was about 40 of us. And there's these mats that you're laying on and you have the bucket right there in case you need anything. And so we just all was big, big circle outside underneath these huge trees. It was just, by by now it's like 6 p.m. So the sun is still out. So it's beautiful. We're just all sitting there waiting for us to be served the medicine. And so they poured each person a little glass of the medicine. And when it was my turn to go up to them, I was just, I said, okay, will I need another one? How long will it take? And they said, you won't need another one. We can guarantee you that. They looked me in the eye and she's like, you're going to be fine. You won't need any more. And she said, within about 45 minutes, you'll feel it. And so I go back and sit down and I'm sitting on my mat and I'm just looking around and everyone's kind of <laughs> looking around. And then 
Within 10 minutes, it hit me. Within 10 minutes. What happened first was everything started to look like Tetris. Have you played the game Tetris? No. Tetris is this game where everything is in blocks. Everything's cubed. Okay. Everything's cubed. And you kind of have to match it with what's at the bottom to create lines. Okay, yeah. I, I remember. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. everything is shaped in tiny boxes. Like everything is just complete analog. And so I look mm -hmm. in the sky. Mm -hmm. The sky is shaped in tiny boxes, but they're glowing. They're glowing like the most magnificent blue or, and then the trees, the most magnificent green and the tree is shaped in, in cubes. And my hands were like shaped in cubes and everyone around me, everyone just turned into the game of Tetris. And I was like, oh my God, this is a game. We are in a game. So it just <laughs> flipped me out. And I was like, whoa, this is such a cool game. And I'm looking around and everything, everything, everything looked like a video game, but it was glowing and it was beautiful. And so then it started to feel, I started to feel it more and more and more and more where it just felt like euphoria that you'll feel over your body. And so it takes over you. So you're like completely in euphoria. You feel like you're just in the highest form of ecstasy. And then all I could do was just lay down and close my eyes. During this time, they had music playing on a speaker, just regular music playing. And everything turned into a kaleidoscope. So I closed my eyes wow. and everything turned into a kaleidoscope, just figures like sacred geometry just was popping in and out of my mind in all these incredible colors. And it just kept going and uh, like, it was like merging into each other, merging into like, it was a huge kaleidoscope and it was beautiful. And I was just saying, oh my God, this feels so good. I just kept saying, this looks so incredible. I don't want to leave here. This is the best place ever. <laughs> so everything was just <laughs> moving. And then the music was really fun and poppy, but it was like spiritual poppy music. And I was like, this is great. And then they brought in, they brought in a woman that did sound bowls. She did sound bowls healing and she did a whole wow. sound healing while everyone was going through the medicine. Now, when she started is when everything went dark. So it was kind of like her mission was to make sure people weren't just staying in the fun place, but then began to do the work because her music really hit everyone's soul. It was a vibration of let's go deeper, Let's go deeper. It was in, she was singing in Sanskrit, which was just incredibly beautiful. She had bowls, she had drums, she had all different types of sound healing instruments. And then she went to work. And that's when the pain began for me. When her music shifted, that's when I felt the pain. She's incredible. Her name is Stacy Pendleton. If you are ever interested, she does sound healing intuitive ceremonies that will change your life. So that's when everything hit me and I just laid down and I started to feel pain. That's when ayahuasca was going through my body and it began to hurt. It felt like I was dying. And I was like, what's happening? What's happening? And I was having visions of the shaman coming and talking to me. And, and at the end, I found out that the shaman actually was never talking to me, but they came in my, in my dream, in my trip. And so I was like, what's happening? My body, I feel so much pain. What's happening? And they were like, just stay in love. And I was like, stay in love. And then as soon as I said, stay in the love, 
this feeling came completely over me, like the feeling of love I've never felt before, like the warmest hug, the warmest embrace. Like I finally was able to feel universal love tangibly. And they were just like, stay in love. And I said, but this hurts. They said, stay in love. And the recurring theme for me that entire time was never go away from love. It doesn't matter what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't matter what my missions, my goals are. Those will all be done and it will all be perfect. But as long as I stay in the feeling of love. And I think Ayahuasca wanted to tell me how that felt. I think Aya said, I want you to feel it because when you go back to reality, you're going to get trapped up and you're going to get swarmed up with your life and you're going to want to know what's next and you're gonna, you're so mission oriented and you just want to go, 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 go. But I need you to feel what love feels like for the next five hours so that when you find moments of forgetfulness, you'll actually feel it. And then it then started to kill me slowly, meaning I died five times. So I would get to a point where it hurt so bad, where it physically hurt so bad. And I just, I was like, I'm this is it. I'm dying. This is it. Like this pain is so bad that there's no way I'm coming back from this physical pain. I'm going to die. So I would, I would sit up and I would just, I just kept croaking like my whole neck. Like I just was physically croaking and it it kept happening and I just kept dying and then coming back to to love, dying and then coming back to love. And my best friend was sitting on this side of me. He did the ceremony with me and he was going through his own situation, his own purging, his own spiritual work. And he said that he was watching me. I wasn't moving and I wasn't speaking. The only times I moved was to sit up to die and then I would lay back down. But no sounds was coming out of me. No words. I was maybe one of the only ones that didn't make a sound. And he was saying that it looked like I was being emptied and filled at the same time. And that is exactly what it felt like. It felt like I was being emptied and filled, emptied and filled, emptied and filled. And the universe was telling me that you are so powerful, you will never be empty. Because I, because in my regular life, there's a lot of people that call on me and that depend on me and my husband and that require our assistance. So I'm always being asked to do so much. And sometimes my ego will be like, well, when is time for me? When am I going to have rest? When am I going to be able to? And it, and it gets to be a little selfish. What Aya taught me was you will never be empty. You will never be empty. As long as you stay in love, this feeling will always be filled. You will always be filled. And so that went on for about five or six hours. My best friend said I was foaming at the mouth. I was seizing because there's like convulsion, like I was shaking and it was just all these things that the medicine was trying to tell me, and but it wanted to tell me and show me in a very, very, very tangible way. For those five, six hours, people are screaming, people are yelling, people are vomiting, people are purging, people are in agony. Like there's just, everyone is going through their own experiences. And although people may not like that it could be that way and it could get a little bit intrusive in your own spiritual moment, it is so individual that none of that really mattered. I remember those sounds, but it did not change my experience. And also being in nature and being outside, it was so many of us. There were so many of us that it it just didn't feel as it didn't feel as big as it actually was because that medicine works on you and you alone. And so that was 
pretty much the journey of me dying so many times to realize regardless of what this body is going through, regardless of what I think I need or don't need to do, as long as I stay in love, there will be absolutely no worries for the rest of my life. And to be able to feel that just, I am, I, I am forever grateful. There were many answers, many, many, many answers to questions that I had about my life that I had answered that are personal and it answered. And I left that ceremony not having any more questions. Like I have no questions. I have absolutely no questions about anything. If anything, it's like, okay, God, this is happening with my per my situation with work, whatever you want me to do, I'm here for it. Now it's just I'm I'm available, I'm in love, whatever happens, happens. I have no more questions because Aya gave that to me. But the reason why I think it was that transformative for me is because I completely surrendered. There were a lot of people that were screaming through it that were saying, stop, make it stop. There was a lot of people that kept saying, make it stop. But I just stayed quiet and I surrendered. And I said, I knew, although this was very, very painful, if I surrender and and am still, it will pass. And every time it passed, every time it passed, and then the love came back and filled me up. And I would just hear noises and voices of people like in the sky, like clapping for me and saying, yay, that's it. You're coming back to the love. Every time I didn't, I would hear all these voices. They were like, yay, she's coming back. And then I would hear people say, oh my gosh, she looks so peaceful. She looks so peaceful. And I found out later that those were actually real people saying that as they walked past my mat, (laughs) because I was literally just in the most incredible amount of peace after the pain finally left. Once the pain left, just peace and love just stayed with me. And so like if you if you surrender going into Aya, as no matter how hard it may feel, your experience, you will get exactly what you require in that moment. You will get exactly what you require. It's funny because there was a lady that was a part of our group and she said, I'm coming to do work. I know it's going to be hard. I'm bracing myself to do work. She ended up laughing the entire time. For about three, four hours, she was laughing. She said that Aya gave her a fair, a fair event, meaning like, meaning like when you go to a fair, there's many different rooms of fun rooms. She said that every, every, every moment of her ayahuasca experience was a fun room experience. She said she would go into different rooms and play games with friends of hers that she'd known in her life and it was just one room after another that was just so much fun. And she was laughing the entire time. She got to a room that looked a bit scary and she said, nope, don't want this room. And she closed it and kept going into the fun rooms. And she said that she realized that she never had a childhood. She had to raise her family at a young age. She had to be a mom at a young age. And she said, you know what? Ayahuasca said, no, you're not here to work. You're here to play. And so you never know what you're going to get from the medicine. You really don't. It isn't It isn't going to be guaranteed hard. And so hearing her story was just so beautiful because once we all woke up, you have to learn how to walk again. They have to help you walk. They. It took me about three hours to orient my body. Once I was awake, it took me about three hours to walk again. They have to help you move. You have to find your balance. It's very difficult trying to find your balance again. It's like you're learning how to be a human in this 3D world. And it was insane. So they make you stay, they'll they'll feed you and you sit down and then everyone shared their experience. 
And I think that's what was what what was important was hearing everyone else's experience. So much mm-hmm. tears, so much release, so much relief, so much. It was a lot. I mean, I was so overwhelmed. I that moment changed my life because now, anytime I'm I might have like a serious moment or when I'm mad, I just start laughing at myself because it's just like, what are you what are you mad about? Like this is literally assimilation that we're in. And the only job of ours is to stay in love and is to be in love. So if I'm in love in every moment of the time, everything always works out. So I try not to be in my goals or my desires. I try, I have let all of that go. And it's a beautiful place to be, to just be still, be at peace and be in love. But ayahuasca showed me what that felt like. And I think that was the biggest thing was it physically making me feel that in my bones so that I can go back to it whenever I needed it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. And I'm already guessing that you, as you telling that story, like the words you you describe it, there were multiple instances, right? Goosebumps. I yeah. felt a chill intuitively. I still, I still feel that. Yeah, I still feel that. Sometimes I get nauseous because I can taste the ayahuasca. It tastes like it tastes like chocolate and and wood and dirt. <laughs> Literally, it tastes like chocolate and dirt. And I could <laughs> I can still this happened July 16. July 16 was when it happened. So are we almost two months away? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost almost been about two months since then. And after we came home, that's the other thing. They say for 21 days after, keep the diet, keep it simple. Don't do a lot of meat. Don't do a lot of processed, don't do any processed food because you're going to go up and down. When I got back from the trip, I just had to hug. I, I was hugging my husband all the time because I needed to feel something to feel back on earth because I just kept feeling so euphoric and so in like light, like I was floating. So it was, and sometimes really jittery. And so I would need to like feel him to be like, just to breathe because that medicine was working through us for weeks after for weeks. Mm you got the ups and downs. There were like roller coasters of emotions where one, some days I woke up just wanting to cry. I was just so, 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 so sad, but not really sad, but just emotional. And the other days you're just full of euphoria and joy. And, and then the integration, the integration then began where stuff was happening in my life. And they were like, well, have you learned your lesson? And it was incredible to be able to work what Aya taught me in everyday life so fast after it. that week I I got crazy situation with my job where they were supposed to do something that they ended up not doing and it was really going to affect how we were going to move and our finances and how we were going to move in our life and I was like oh my god this is a test and I was crying because I was so upset but then I was starting to, I immediately started to laugh. And I said, I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to stay in love. I'm going to stay in love and I'm going to leave all my expectations. And so I was just like, ayahuasca the, for the rest of my life here is for integration. Everything I learned, like I said, I have no questions. I learned enough that all I need to do at this, at this point is to integrate what I learned. Every time I come into it, and, and as we know this, as we know in our course, the emotional guided system is so important because that's what tells me if I'm doing it right. That's what tells me if I'm actually following the correct path. How are my emotions from moment to moment? 
And so Aya helped me feel it, feel the emotion that I want to feel. It taught me what it feels like to be there. So now I have a reference point every time something goes unplanned or unexpected and I just sit with it and I love the moment. And it's just been a beautiful journey and I'm excited. I mean, I know a lot of people that have done it. Even there, there was a guy that did it 16, that has done it 16 times. And there are a lot of people that have done it multiple times. I personally do not want to do it again. I personally feel like I got what I needed and I know what the assignment is because after a while, you're like, okay, God, I'm ready to go back to the video game so I can go, you know, help my husband, help my friends so I can go be be the light, be the vessel. And so I can go and go to work. Cause after a while, you're just like, okay, you can't, you can't stay in here. You can't stay here. So it was like, okay, put me back in coach. I'm ready to like go and do what you have like assigned me to do. And yeah, so it's just, uh, it's, it's also these, these, these moments are good. Cause it helps me to remind myself too, because after ayahuasca fully, fully like wears off, you have to make sure you remind yourself what you've learned and you have to make sure you don't forget. And that's why a lot of people do it so many more times because they want another reminder. Mm-hmm. I can see why people do it a lot of times, but, but for I'll, you, be it's just... surprised. I'll be very surprised if I do it again. I'll be very surprised because the information I got was, was perfection. I, I, I wouldn't need to push it to any other level. I can't see that at this moment. Yeah. There's enough that I just need to do to integrate this incarnation, this human being, this human life cycle with the people that I'm with now. So it called to me, it gave me what I needed and I'm, I'm just forever thankful, forever grateful. A common theme among people who do ayahuasca is what you said in your post. Yeah. I know what my mission is now. Yeah. All questions are answered. So I want to ask you about that. You can now there's personal things, I'm sure, but yeah, could you speak to the the main theme of what that mission is and also peripheral things that are nice to tie in and add to the picture, like what yeah your questions were answered, but mm-hmm. what are you here to do, Stacy, and what is your particular incarnation about? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about service. It's, it was very clear. My, my mission is to serve, is to serve others in however it presents itself in that moment. And it could be through healing. It could be through being able to give someone a listening ear. It could be through giving a hug. It could be through feeding someone, giving my house, being hospitable, whatever I need to give that person. My intuition has been raised to the upteenth level now that when I'm with someone, I, I understand what they require. And so my job is to just serve them and give them everything that I have, give them all of me in each moment. That is my mission. And it's very clear because you'll know who needs what. You'll know immediately what needs to be done in the moment as long as you stay present, as long as you stay open. But my mission is to serve And not at the detriment of myself, because that's not even real anymore. Ayahuasca taught me that's not a real thing. I will never, there will be no detriment of this physical body. I am powerful. I am beyond powerful. I'm more powerful than I could have ever imagined. And ayahuasca showed me that I will never be depleted. So my job is to serve, 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 serve. It was crazy because there was a moment where I was doing a lot of serving 
recently. And I just was something like a little part of me was just like, oh, but you're tired. And I said, and I said, nope, I'm going to serve. I said, yes. I said, yes, I'm going to do this. That person ended up canceling and I got to take a rest anyway. So the universe was just showing me like, you're going to be taken care of as long as you say yes. The moment you retract, the moment you try to find ways to protect yourself, that is when you are going in the wrong direction. Because we are all one. The universe knows what we need. The universe knows what is required of us. And as long as we surrender and say yes in every moment in love, there will be nothing, nothing that could ever, ever happen to us that wasn't supposed to already happen and whatever lessons that needed to be taught. So learning that this life is a classroom and not a courtroom and everything is about lessons and growth and I know the ultimate lesson for me was just serve, ser- service to others, service to others and be in love. And that is my mission. There are details to that that will be revealed as the days go on as far as my job and my work that will be revealed to me. But I'm open to however that ends up looking like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it, I want to so call to it now, even now, just hearing about it, because this is how we all share our experience. Yeah. And the visceral way it moved us, it changes you. And yeah. then we're subsequently called and then more people are called. So I know a few people who are very interested in taking this plant medicine. Yeah. And one thing I want to highlight about your story is, yes, there are people who've taken it multiple times, but you seem really focused on integrating it, mm-hmm. you know, really. Yeah. 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 sinking it into your being yeah. and milking the most out of it. So could you speak on if someone were to be called intuitively by Aya, what's some advice that you would have for them that you'd share, you know, for yeah. the first time? Yeah. I'd say don't neglect your physical body. Listen to the, listen to the instructions and the requirements. They're very specific on your diet. Like it is, it is, it is imperative that you not cheat around the diet. (laughs) Every shaman will send you a list of required eating, however you should eat and drink and not taking refrain from medications and things like that. I recommend that because the body is the vessel that is the, the medicine is working through. And as clean as you can make your body, the more the more beautiful the experience will be. I did no purging during ayahuasca. There was no vomiting. There was no diarrhea. I had absolutely no purging. And I think that's also because I did combo the morning of. And combo, I did a little purging, but not even as much as they were expecting. But that's because the diet was so clean. And so making sure you're giving your body the least amount of resistance is super important. Also, you want to look at your day-to-day life and say to yourself, am I easily triggered? Are there things that easily bother me when I'm driving in the car? Am I easily irritated? Does life like easily mess me up and I'm easily triggered? You want to kind of work through that in meditation before taking this medicine because this medicine will take you for a ride. So if you're not already ready to be a responsive person and not a reactive person, this medicine will be very, very painful. And so working through your life and just surrendering through life and saying, 
the universe is going to show me who I am and I'm just going to be responding to it all and be very, very meditative. I think meditation was the reason why I got through it so, so, so much better than, than many, many others is because of my meditation practice and how it's all about surrender and just being able to breathe through it and love through it no matter what happens. So you want to see how you are day to day in your personality before you jump into this because I will show you, it will show you, and it can be very, very hard if you're not already having a spiritual practice. And it is important that you do certain certain plants before. I do recommend doing psilocybin or MDMA or combo or hoppe or other or other, other medicines. And there's just to do it before, just so you can get a taste. And most shamans will recommend that as well. But there are those that just want to go straight for it. And it was really tough for them. It was extremely painful. It was a very hard process for them. So that would be my recommendation. Be very in tune on who you are. Be honest about where you are in your spiritual life and take it day by day. And don't, don't, don't rush it. Do not rush it if a part of you isn't ready. If a part of you is like, ah, you know, just listen to your intuition, follow your sense and follow your state of being and how you are every day and let that be the guide on, on how you're going to make this decision. Yes. There's a, I know a friend, they want to just go straight into it. They've never taken even mushrooms before. And I was like, wow, that sounds intense. Yeah. Hey, if, if that's what's called to them and they are very, very sure that the universe is telling them that is their path, then there's no, there's no one that needs to stop them from doing that. They just, you know, they'll get exactly what they're supposed to get. Yeah. They'll get exactly what they're supposed to get. And if they don't want to do any other medicines first, just uh, my, my recommendation is surrender, surrender, surrender to the pain, surrender to what may come. And who knows, they might have that experience like my other friend did where she was laughing the entire time. So you never really know. You just really don't know. Wow. But yeah, preparing the body is very important. Preparing the body because it is it is a real vessel we're using in this 3D in this 3D matrix. It's still here. We're still operating out of these physical bodies. And so preparing it the best without any processed foods, toxins, alcohol, weed, all of that. That has to you have to refrain from all of that to get your body prepared for the journey it's going to take you cuz the journey lasts weeks after the effects last weeks weeks after so yeah that was that was a beautiful thing to witness <laughs> are you still integrating even today is it I'm still working through i'm integrating the you? medicine but the medicine isn't i i can't feel it anymore no okay. the medicine is is fully gone i can't i can't feel it anymore i what i do feel are my meditation practices that have taught me about being in my heart, being in my spiritual heart. So after ayahuasca, I then pushed all of my attention into staying in love. So what has stayed with me is being able to, at any point, any time, to be able to feel love. So I'm now being able to bring up the sensation of love at any moment in time that I need it. And so that has been what's what's with me. And my meditation is a must. I must, must, must meditate to also make that feeling last much longer and take me, take me through the whole day. It's a tingling sensation. It's it's a full sensation in the body. It feels warm. 
it's compassionate, it's peaceful, it's blissful, that I can be able, I can, I can, I can recruit, I can recreate that at any moment now. And that's what Aya gave me. It gave me the tangible feeling of love. And now I know how to recreate that. So that's the beautiful gift it gave me. <laughs> it gave you the experiential reference frame. Yep. Very love. much tangible, very tangible, very real, very real to me. Like I understand, you know, what I'm, I'm supposed to do. I need to just stay in love with no fear, no hesitation. I'm just so much more relaxed now. It's, I just came to visit some friends in DC and they just were very surprised. They just were wondering what, what was like, what had changed. They're like, you're so relaxed. Like you're, they were, there's something going on with my job. My company has folded and I'll be out of a job by September 30th. And they're like, well, what do you want to do? Are you okay? And I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I have no idea, you guys. And I'm smiling and they're like, what is going on with her? <laughs> and then I just said, you guys, I surrendered. I meditate. I, I found the God within me. And all I do is just stay in this vibration. And, you know, it's it can be difficult talking to people that don't understand this dialogue or don't understand these words, but they get it. They can They can see a difference in me. And that's all that really matters. And now my friends are texting me like, what do I need to do to, so it matters more of how, how we are and not what we say. It matters more of the vibration we are sending out. And my job was not to preach to them. My job was not to tell them the right or wrongs. My job was just to be in love. And that is enough. That is enough. That's mm -hmm. more than enough. Yeah. That is the only mission is to be in love and what needs to be said will be very clear. That was powerful. <laughs> awesome yeah. i think people who hear that are gonna be like wow you know it's just you don't you don't come out an entirely new being in a vacuum you know it's it has to be it's hard to describe stacy yeah it's as you're put i know i know in your mind right now that when you're even describing it i know that you know that words don't even do it justice there's mm -hmm. not an ounce of justice. It's an approximation at best, but yeah. it doesn't compare, right? Not at all. I, and I'm just so grateful. I, I'm just so grateful that I get to experience this. Like, I just want everyone to get to a place where they are in peace and bliss and joy and love and light all day long. I just can't wait till this actually, I mean, we're already there outside of this realm, outside of this 3D, we're already there. But I want everyone in these physical bodies to also feel that beyond their higher selves. And so I'm just so grateful that I got to say that I did that in this Stacy life. I'm glad that I can say this avatar that's named Stacy got to experience this because I know it only gets better from here, which is also really exciting. <laughs> I know the <laughs> sensation of love and joy is just going to continue to catapult. So yeah, I'm only 30. I just celebrated my 37th birthday. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful that like what you just said, that I know that in my mind and my body, I know, and I got to experience this life altering experience and so i'm just grateful that's really the biggest thing is just my gratitude yeah 
Wow. I I wanna I want in <laughs> eventually. <laughs> you, are in. you are in, Kenford. You're in, you know? And so this is just the it's just the cherry. It that's it because it's who you are, Kenford. It's who you are. It doesn't it just makes your version of who you are more freer, right? It just it just makes you more freer, but it is it is you. It is who you already are. Yeah. Because you are light. That's why I reach out to you. That's why I asked you to help me with my little mission I had the other <laughs> the other month. Because you are light and you are love and you're an incredible individual. So when you're ready, this is just going to take you to a, it's, it's going to be exactly who you are, but you're going to now know. You're going to now not have questions. And that's the biggest thing. I now don't have questions, but it is exactly who I still am, who I was before, now without questions. And those, once you like remove questions and doubt, that's when you transform. Well, Stacey, I got to report to you that doubt, self-doubt is one of my biggest themes. Like even in this podcast, every time I like invite someone on, there's always that trepidation and nervousness, you know, who's going to watch the the mind like talks. And I do, that's one of my, that's one of the things I gravitate to. And so when you say those doubts are quenched, silenced, you just know, you experientially know that's what draws me to that because I know experience is your biggest teacher. It's not concepts. It's not studies in the mind mentally. It's in your heart. It's in your, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but you know what I mean intuitively. Absolutely. Absolutely. But because you keep saying yes, because you keep showing up despite your doubts, your reward is going to be millions times greater than those who don't, who say no. You're saying yes every time you have doubt. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Thank you. So you have to know that on the other side of this, your reward will be greater than what you absolutely could imagine it will be way greater. Because already in this sensation of doubt and fear, you're showing up every time. You're showing up and you're fully available. You're fully present and you're fully ready to do the work. So I am so proud of you and I honor you and I cheer you on and you are going to do incredible things. You are already doing incredible things. Thank you so much, Stacey. And that spiel she just gave me, I just want to tell everyone (laughs) that that applies to you too. Absolutely. There are people I see at work in my everyday life that weigh themselves down. And I'm like, man, you are so capable. Actually, I got to. So there was a moment in my life a year back where I was learning about spirituality, science, and it just clicked for me that, wow, I have the ability to help people like that capacity is in me. But beforehand, I had this like these stories of, yeah, no, these famous people, these successful people, they just have something that I don't. Yeah. So when I learned that, when I had that insight, I'm able to help people. It scared the hell out of me because it removed the excuse of having, of lacking something that other people just happen to be gifted. You know, it made me realize that we're all in different situations, but it's an even playing field by virtue of being human. You are a creator. You're so capable, powerful, infinitely. So, 
And that is to step up to that plate. Oof, that brings out a bigger fear than inadequacy, than nothingness. No, it's, that's a different beast. And your trip, I'm sure took you there. And yeah, yeah, you learned. It, It made me, it made me die. It made me die to myself. It made me die to my ego. It made me die to my fears. And so you have to, you have to also realize, Kenford, that your higher self, you've already completed this journey. It's already perfect. There is nothing you can do wrong. There is nothing that you can mess up. You have already completed the perfection that it is. Your only job is to take it one minute at a time. You're not supposed to look at the future. You're not supposed to think about the future. You're not supposed to do any of that. You're just supposed to do what's right in front of you to do. That's it. That's it. And just know that you're protected. That's also the feeling gave me. It's It just showed me that it, I literally walked away saying, oh, nothing matters, but nothing matters in a good way where it's like, I have nothing to fear. Like nothing really matters. It's all done. The only thing that matters is that we trust, surrender and stay in love and watch everything unfold. Mm. But you're doing it without the medicine. That's even more powerful, right? <laughs> and it's going to even- be... That's even more trusting and telling to who you are as an individual. Yeah, it's just going to, yeah. Hopefully you'll come back to us. You might just ascend (laughs) right after. (laughs) Hopefully you'll you'll come back. Hopefully your higher self will want you to help us down here. I'm going to take y'all up with me. Every one of y'all is coming (laughs) with me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, this podcast is like, it's also a time track for everyone who because a lot of dialogue is around me is, yeah, I want to, this is my passion. This is my dream, but that's just not realistic because X, Y, Z. Right. And I'm that regular guy right now. Right. And I want this to be like, okay, let's see what happens. If you just follow that. Yes. Yep. Say yes. Despite of the doubts and the fears, yep. see what life does. See what happens yep. if you're pure yep. about it. Let's yep. see it in real time. Exactly. And then if I do it, if the people around me do it, yep. you're able to do it. Yep. That's all that it is. We're here to serve others by being an example as well and by being light and love. And so you have to keep doing this. You have to. Because there are going to be people behind you that's going to require to see your face and see what you're doing so that they can know that they can also do this as well. Amen. And it's nothing regular about you. Even if you have a regular job, that's not even real. You are <laughs> one of one. <laughs> right. So, yeah. A kaleidoscope, all of us. Yes. <laughs> a beautiful kaleidoscope of love and light and harmony and oneness. And yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Awesome, Stacy. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. Thank that you was... for having me. <laughs> yeah, that was so beautiful, powerful. I'm sure everyone is going to take ayahuasca with a little more weight now, with a little more consideration <laughs> yeah. now. Super yeah. grateful to have, to have had you on the show for you to share your story and your light, your realizations. And yeah. thank you so much. That was inspiring. Thank you for being, thank you for being my first my first podcast interview i never i've never done this before so this is great you'll awesome. you're the first person yeah. asked asked me asked me what what it was like on camera so this is this is like this is cool i i appreciate that <laughs> well 
I hope it's not your last because you have a story to share to tell. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, honey. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. All right. So, all right, everyone. That wraps up this episode of the Lighthouse Podcast. I hope y'all had tremendous inspiration from this story, from her story. And we'll see you next time back on the show. Cheers.